We are talking with author Carrie Zane, author of My Lover's Keeper. And stay tuned, it's going to be good. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Yes, it is a very sexy new novel. It's called My Lover's Keeper. It's by Carrie Zane. I'm your host, Fern Rone. This is Book Circle Online, and I'm so thrilled to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. I feel so lucky that I get to read books, read these words, and then meet the people who wrote these words. So thank you for being here. This is so exciting. You're already inside my head. I know. I love it. <laughs> and aside from the hot sex, we'll talk about that. It's a really great story. It's a fascinating story because it is middle-aged. I hate to say middle-aged because I'm 40 and I'm like, no, I'm still I'm young. Oh my I God. I know, right? I'm no, young. You look like you're 26. <laughs> thank you, thank okay, you, that's you, a whole nother show, right? But <laughs> middle-aged, no way. I feel like they're still relatively young, but they're adults. They have children, they're married, and they behave in ways that we see the Real Housewives behaving. And we love to analyze these characters. So we're going to talk about Mean Girls too, what makes them mean, all that good stuff. So um, I love when the author does the synopsis. I did my quick kind of like New York Times bestseller list synopsis. You can you can give me a grade. So I came up with unhappily married woman hatches plan to keep her extramarital lover from straying any further. Wow. Is that a good one? That's a good one. <laughs> thank you. Thank I you. Think I'm getting gonna... <laughs> yes. Thank you. So yeah. what would, what is your synopsis? Well, my synopsis was it's it's a love triangle gone wrong. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So we meet um, Jen Gregory, who is the main character, um, who is unhappily married and runs into her college crush, major, even more than a crush, um, 20 years later. And things emerge from there. So we, I, I hate to give too much away, but it's riveting. We'll talk about the plot. We'll talk about the characters. But first, I would like to talk about you because your life could be a book in itself, which you turned it into a book. So before there was My Lover's Keeper, there was the, I keep, I just want to make sure I get the title right. Oh, my first book was It Takes All Five. Okay. A Single Mom's Guide to Finding the Real One. Okay. And that's where you discussed some of the things you went through in 2001? Yes. Okay. So um, first things first, you were born in Massachusetts. You grew up in the OC. Yes. This book has a lot of... um, just an insight into that bored OC housewife who's got a rich husband, wears all the labels, plays tennis all day. Um, growing up, were you observant of these women? Did you were you analyzing them as a child? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is actually where I grew up was very blue collar, very okay. middle class. I grew up in in Anaheim, which uh, was like a block and a half from Disneyland. So, oh, okay. But all of the girls that I went to high school with grew up and became Jen Gregory's. Okay. Um, they became the Orange County Housewives. In fact, I think a lot of the girls that kind of grew up in my area moved to Cota de Casa and, in fact, were Orange County Housewives. Right. <laughs> so, I, you know, I relate to those to those people. Yeah. Yeah. A and lot. you can write about them because you know them yes. quite well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you went to UCLA, um, and then you did you marry shortly after college? Like, the no. Girls in, okay. Yeah. No, it was a I did a bit of a different path. Yeah. Not okay. that I was more mature when right. I got married, right. but yeah, no, I was. <laughs> was I was in my late twenties when I got married, and I okay. uh, was married for twelve years. Okay. And I have two daughters who are now twenty-one and twenty-five. I know, shocking. 
Um, <laughs> it is shocking. <laughs> it is shocking. But um, uh, yeah, and I was married for 12 years and then went through a horrific divorce. Right. Um, and I, all around that time, your father sadly passed, your mom came close. Um, she was sick as well, right? Yes. Um, your brother was diagnosed with cancer. And then your divorce, just as you say on your website, just got uglier and uglier. Yeah. Um, and that's around the time you discovered this. There was this program on spiritual psychology at the. Is it the College of Santa Monica? It's that, it's it's the University of Santa, Santa Monica, Monica. So it's a it's a little different. Okay. Yeah. And, and it, you um, discovered the program, and were you like, I need like, how did you come to? To start taking classes, or were you like, I need something? Um, I, you know, I think we always need something, um, and and I think when you go through struggles, you do sort of try and figure it out. And um, actually, a friend of mine introduced me to the program, and it's a two-year master's program that you you don't have to do the master's. You can just mm-hmm. go through the program without right. it. But I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do all the yeah. homework. I'm getting the degree. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, and, and I went into it with just trying to sort of help myself. And, and I knew I was going to write this self-help book. And what came out of it was really a much richer book than what I went into with. And so I tell people that, um, you know, I went through two years and did all the homework and mm-hmm. really struggled. And you can get it in the book, you mm-hmm. know, like in a couple of days yeah. if you want to read it. It, so yeah <laughs> but it's really it's really good juicy stuff yeah, yeah yeah and did you love your classes like what were some of the classes um the you know what some of them it's it's hard mm-hmm. you know they're they're big groups and then uh so like 300 people in a room mm-hmm. and we would go through what we needed to learn and then we would break down into small groups and actually do therapy you know oh, like wow. do like one-on-one therapy so yeah. it was it was really healing yeah even just you know for myself right. and for everybody else in the classroom and and then learn so much and I I actually think writing this book um, because I know we're going to talk about characters more and they're and they're difficult characters Mm -hmm. um, and difficult characters to make likable Mm -hmm. and I don't think I would have done as good of a job if I hadn't been through my program to understand the depth of the personalities that needed to come out in the writing and that makes sense because you do touch on um, narcissism did you so, you know, there's traditional psychology and there's spiritual psychology, but did they still teach those, you know, the elements of narcissism, that kind of thing? Um, I, you know, I did a lot of, of studying on my own, yes. and mm-hmm. I did go through this horrific divorce, mm-hmm. and um, narcissism is a big mm-hmm. part of, like, personality, yes. certain personalities, certain people, yes. not mentioning any names. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, and, yes. and, and the book is inspired by real events yes. in my life. And so a, a lot of my life is in that book. <laughs> so <I'm laughs> Which like, makes it all yeah. the more believable. That, yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, so, and then through all of this, over these past years, you've pr- produced hours, hundreds of hours of television. So you are an Emmy Award winning television producer and a single mom expert and while you were going through all of this, you were also trying to co-parent. So the divorce, you know, we don't have to get too much into it, but the divorce got ugly at certain points. But do you think you were able to eventually successfully co-parent? Because that's also touched upon in the book. And it seems so hard. Yes. And no. Yeah. Um, I think that it was a constant struggle. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't I don't think we did a good job of it. Right. I am proud of the mother that I am. Mm-hmm. I am proud of my daughters and the young women that they've become, but I don't think it was because we 
as parents did a good job of co-parenting. And but that's wonderful that you can acknowledge that and tell people this is what we did wrong. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I hope when I speak to women about being single mothers and I have a website that that um, addresses all those issues that people learn from my mistakes. Yeah. You know, nice. don't and do what I did. It gives them hope because your two daughters are they're on the website. They're beautiful. They seem like successful young women. They're so amazing. Even if they're you make amazing. mistakes, they'll still turn out. They'll probably still turn out fine. So <laughs> relax. So um, I'd love to talk about your path to publishing. So you've had all of this other experience, personal and professional. Um, but what made you want to write a book? What was that kind of catalyst moment that you're like, I have to? Because your life, I mean, yes, you wrote that book. What made you want to write a novel? You know, it was interesting because I've been a TV producer for over 20 years, and I did a lot of writing, like 30 minutes, 60 mm-hmm. minutes, 30 seconds. I wrote commercials, um, and I had this fear of writing dialogue, which was crazy because I write voiceover all day long. Right. And so, actually, in my spiritual psychology program, they challenged us to do something that we were fearful of. Oh, I was I like, love okay, it. I'm going to write dialogue. And I'm not going to do it in a screenplay because that seemed too scary. So I'm going to write this novel. And, and this story happened to me, and it was such a compelling story. And I thought the characters were so, like, didn't understand mm-hmm. why some of the people did what they did. Mm-hmm. And so it was an opportunity for me to, like, really dig in and sort of figure it out and find my voice and, and try finding other people's voices like I got to write like a guy and mm-hmm. I think I did a pretty good job mm-hmm. it was really fun it was like all of a sudden all these these people are talking in my head and I'm like wow and so yes. it turned out that it was um, easier than I thought it was which is nice. a lot of what I think fear is you know if you move through it step by step and in, in ways that you think you can get to the other side love it and you do so now I am writing the screenplay right adaptation the, of the, the book the one who was afraid to write dialogue <laughs> is writing the screenplay I love yes. it um, we will talk more about that so the process did you start with an outline? I mean, you knew the story. Uh, absolutely. Was gonna be, how it was going to turn out. Absolutely. Okay. And I think that, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think every writer will tell you we need to know what the ending is so mm-hmm. that you know where your, your characters are going. Right. And even if you don't end up at that exact same ending, you really right. need to have a, right. a track to follow. Right. And so you kind of knew how it was going to end because it happened to you. So this was a this was inspired by real events, which I think is nuts in so many ways because it's nuts because the story is nuts it's nuts because people actually act like this adults who have adult children um so do the people who this was inspired by know that there's a book out there that they have inspired the characters uh the main character in the story does not know okay um the the guy in the triangle does know and um and I'm one of the characters, so I know. <laughs> but it's but I you know it's interesting because I you know I I want everybody to read the book because I do think it's really interesting and and there are a lot of twists and turns. Um, I don't know, I don't know how I would feel if if the if the person who the book was based on you know confronted me. But then again, I don't know if she would confront me because there's so many um, secrets. Right. Yes, that she are. wouldn't want people to know. So <laughs> I felt really comfortable. <laughs> Moving forward and so sharing better, this story. If she's watching this, she better just read it, enjoy it, right. and recommend it on Amazon and keep her mouth shut. <laughs> um, or maybe she could take some classes in spiritual psychology and realize, um, you know, some of the things that because I do think she grows as a she grows in this book. Yes, 
obvious. I mean, obviously, um, there is quite yeah. character development for her. So it would be nice if that really happened. If in she, real life. yeah, if so, she read the story and went, "Wow, I could do this." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But so the main character, do you like her? Her name is Jen. Her name is Jen Gregory. Um, she is the uh, unhappily married woman who's has a lover, and there's she's at the bottom of the triangle there. Um, do you like her? Um, I. I love my characters. Mm-hmm. I feel for her, mm-hmm. and 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 it was um, it was such an interesting process for me to kind of go through this and sort of understand because there is this twist in the story, mm-hmm. as you know, and I won't, you know, I'm not telling, mm-hmm. but um, to understand why this person did what she did was so it was like befuddling to me, mm-hmm. and so I really had to dig down and dig down into her character to kind of try and figure mm-hmm. it out, and I don't know if, if everything is, is true, obviously right. I embellished right. the story, but um, it made me um, feel for her, right. you know, it, 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 it yeah. It made it okay for me. Which probably made it okay for you to write this character, because it's, it, I think it's hard to write in first person someone you didn't at least feel yes, for. Yes. Yeah. And the parts where um, I was responding or reacting mm-hmm. to some of the things that the character did um, from from my character's perspective were wonderful because they're cathartic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can yes. release some of that, the feeling that I was feeling because I felt so um, betrayed mm-hmm. and, um, and used right. as we talked about mean girl behavior. Right. And I don't know why you get to be in your 40s and still act like a mean girl, but you do. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So you watch The Housewives, right? I lo- I'm obsessed with them. And I love them. And it's so fascinating because people, there are some people, I think, I think the world is made up of two people. People who love Bravo and people who can't understand why smart, educated women would watch Bravo. But I say they're just fascinating characters to pick apart and analyze. They are compelling and you can't yes it's a train wreck yes you can't look away but they're so interesting to analyze their motivations do you find that too absolutely yes. absolutely and i think what is even more interesting is that we do all know people like yes. those women in our lives and so if nothing else it gives like the audience sort of a bit of camaraderie to say okay you know we've all had these experiences in our in our life mm-hmm. we can relate and 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 sort of see how it unfolds for the housewives mm-hmm. and maybe we'll do what they do or not right but we get to see how it works and right. it doesn't work so exactly yeah. so what is your advice for you're not on a reality you know for the regular person watching we're not on a reality show but we have these friends who I love the phrase, I've read it recently, you know, there's fair weather friends, but then there's also foul weather friends, people who, they're they're happy to be around when things aren't going well for you, but once things go well for you, they can't handle it. They, it, it's very, it's sad, but there are friends who can't be happy for you. Yes. And that's what I think was also, was in this book, that she was so, you know, one character was so jealous of the other character, and when good things were happening for the other character, <clears throat> For various reasons, she couldn't handle it, but she couldn't handle it, I think, because of the jealousy deep down. So how do you deal with friends like that? 
What's your suggestion? <laughs> I say cut them off because you don't want that negative energy in your orbit and there's 7 billion people on the planet you have to be friends with this person anyway. That's my philosophy, but it's not always yeah. the easiest route to go yeah you know I and I've and I've given that advice before myself yes. like, you know okay, what there <laughs> there are a lot of other friends you can have right. <laughs> why be friends with that person exactly um but then I, I remember I was at a conference and I was speaking and and some lady came up to me afterwards and she said well my sister's like that what do I do I can't cut her out of my life and so when there are people like that and you can't cut them out and you have to deal with them, then you have to go to that place of understanding. Mm-hmm. So if you can get to where you know why that person is behaving, yeah. if you can understand that it is that they're jealous of you, they don't want you to succeed, and you can just be okay with mm-hmm. that, then you can you can manage it and handle it a little better because you can you can kind of build a, a wall or like a bubble around right. yourself to protect yourself. Right, yes. I always say like, yes, you know, People who, like us, don't think this is crazy, but people who've never heard this would think, you know, it's a, it's a new idea, but I always try to protect myself with a white light when I'm around people who I think might be, you know, they have their own issues and they perhaps might not be giving off the best energy. So you can do that before you go to a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yes. Oh my There's God. that advice, too. <laughs> Those are classics, Thanksgiving <laughs> dinners, yes. Yeah. So I liked how there was some background on Jen that lent to some of the understanding. So as a person reading it, she has this, so many characteristics that you're just like, oh, this person, like her beautiful people rating scale, so judgmental. (laughs) Did you know someone who did that? I know, I made that up. (laughs) No, it's really good because it makes her, it makes her like, who does this woman think she is? Um, it's funny then, though, right? It's it funny. Is, it's funny. No, it is funny. That's her redeeming quality is that she's funny. And you funny. know that people do, uh, women, uh, first of all, we all know that women dress for women. Mm-hmm. Women judge women much more harshly than men. Right. And so we all know that we like, we look at it like, what Giving was numbers. she thinking when she went out the door? <laughs> Did she look in the mirror? Right, you know, we right, all right, do that. Right. So, um, so that it was so just, I just, Jen elevates it right. to a whole new level. She really does. Yeah, but she then does. having the background in there, which we don't want to give too much away, but it, it helps you understand her, like you were yeah. saying, for sure. Um, are there any? Were there any things in here? Because some the women did so many things that I'm like, did you know someone who did that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know if you can think of any off the top of your head. Some but. of them that were crazy. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I I mean that's that's the joy of being mm-hmm. a writer, and just a, and just being free to allow because mm-hmm. there were certain things that happened in the book and and I was like wow this is happening in my head and I'm just putting it on the paper but it didn't really happen like right. there's okay. you know where um there's a there's a whole chapter scene where she uh, chases after yes yes. And um, and it's comical. It's really really comical because yes. she's um, and it didn't happen. I okay. Just made it up. Okay. Good. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Not that crazy. Right. Yeah. Not that good crazy. Good to know. Yeah. Um, the matchmaker. I mean, we can mention that at, you know at some point there's a matchmaker featured in here. Um, that seemed so believable. Did. Was that based on anyone? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. I think that's an amalgam of some people that I know. I love it. Yes. I love it. Definitely. Great characters. Um, so let's talk about sex before we run out of time. Yay, let's, let's get talk to about it. Sex. I love how in the beginning there is an acknowledgement where you say there is no one else you could 
talk. There's no one else you could read a sex scene aloud to. to oh, right. <laughs> so who is that person? Um, so there, you know, when you write a book, there are several editors who are involved. It's a very mm-hmm. long process. Yes. Um, it's actually much longer than producing and editing a TV show, by the way, um, <laughs> which was surprising to me. But um, so there was an editor that I was working with who was a man, and, um, and he was in New York, and I was in L.A., and so we would get on Skype calls three times a week, and we would literally read every word in the book. To and each so, other? No, no, no. Oh, he okay, would okay. read it, and then he would, you know, put in the commas, or, you know, you need to add something here. Okay. And we would get to those sex scenes, and I'm like, how is today going <laughs> to unfold? This is so crazy. And he would read it so, like, straight. <laughs> and he'd be like... And she had an orgasm, comma, and then he put his, can we say yeah, that? Yeah, his yeah, penis yeah. inside YouTube. her, comma. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I don't, I can't That's like, amazing. and I'm like, uh, That is a great editor. Yes, he was a Seriously. great editor. <laughs> That's amazing. So when you were doing the outline, were you, did you make a point of, you know, this is the scene where there's got to be sex, and then did you write those, just whatever came to you? Let me tell you that the hardest part of writing that book was writing the sex scenes. It was. Yes. Sex scenes are so hard to write. Why? Because they can so quickly become so trite and cheesy and like how many words are there for penis that right. you can use? I mean, and I like using different words. So it's like, uh, his manhood, uh, that doesn't sound right, you know? Yeah. And so like how many ways do you, can you say orgasm? And so it becomes, it, it was very difficult. And then to make the sex scenes different so that when the different characters were engaged in intimacy, I wanted them to feel differently. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, yeah, it was hard. It was really hard, no pun intended. <laughs> it was hard. Um, and, and what was interesting was I was talking to a mm-hmm. director a friend of mine and I said, you know, I love writing the screenplay because I could say they had sex instead of yes. like detailing yes. <laughs> three pages of how it unfolded. And he's like, but you know what? Directing those scenes oh. are just as hard as writing them. And I was like... Oh, to wow. not make it look like a porn for a feature film. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. And how the characters engage with each other. And it's just so, so I don't know if anybody knows, you think that's going to be easy, but it's really, really the hardest that's part of amazing. any creative process, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did a wonderful job. Have Thank your you. daughters read the book? <sighs> no. And I'm not sure that I want them to. Okay. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I recycle paper. Yes. And um, so I had I had printed out some of the pages, and my daughter was using some stuff for her homework, and she turned it over, and she's oh like, and then she turned it back. She's like, "Mom, mom, <laughs> mom, I don't want this paper." That's hysterical. Yeah. I don't want to know. That's a big story for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. Did so they I, read, uh, did no, they read your first book? I don't, you know what? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't yeah. know that they want to read my books, and I'm really okay yeah, with that. Totally, they yeah. they show up to the parties. They support me. They, right. you know, I guess their friends, you know, I, it was kind of funny when their friends were like, do you know what your mom wrote? Oh, so the friends have read it. Yeah. Oh, I Some of their it. friends have read it. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. So you're yeah. entertaining the friends. I am. The yes, daughters sir. can be proud, but they don't have to get, they don't have to get right. into it. Right. <laughs> Perfect. So do you think you'll, well, what are you working on next? I am going to be finishing the screenplay. the screenplay, and there are some people who are interested in nice. producing it. So I'm very excited about that. We'll see nice. how that unfolds. And um, you know, in the meantime, I mean, TV shows is is how I make my yes. living, and so I'm I'm currently working on a TV show that's being sold internationally, and we're nice. finishing up the editing for that. So yeah, that's fun. And then we'll see what other projects come Do up. Do you think you'll write another book? 
there's a series in my head. Okay. But what um what I've been told, and I think what I'm going to do is um maybe write the book, but um this novel will lead to a backdoor pilot for a TV series. So the second installment of this book, which I want to feature one of the other characters, okay. may actually end up being part of that show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Right? Ooh, is it Erica? <laughs> By any chance? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Ooh. Did you like Erica? I did. She's kind of crazy. Yeah. And bubbleheadish. But I want to like know more about her. I want to okay. know more about her. All right. Good to yes. know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and who do you see is in the movie? Okay, so we I think that Jennifer Aniston should be the main character just because I think she's a wonderful actress mm-hmm. and I think that the character has some very serious moments but mm-hmm. also really really funny moments mm-hmm. and I think that she can carry both of those. Yes. And um, I'm in love with John Hamm. I admit it. Who isn't? He's a hottie. So, and I actually call him out in the yes. book as <laughs> as the main the uh-huh. main character David being a lookalike. So why not? Yes. <laughs> um, and then the Taylor character was it Jane Greer. Yes, from Entourage. And Jane, yes, Jane. All of my friends say that we look alike. You're my younger sister. So. If you want, yeah, call me if you want to do the movie. Where I think you'll like it. It'll be fun. <laughs> and so where can we find My Lover's Keeper? Everywhere. Everywhere. It's okay. on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's on Kobo. It, um, my publisher, Allure's Cave, also you can buy it on their website. Okay. Um, so... Yes, you I can, love. The I cover. have a myloverskeeper.com. Okay. Will lead you and to. And there's an Erica Zane. Right? Carrie Zane.com. Carrie Zane. Erica. Erica. <laughs> You're focused on Erica. <laughs> um, yes. Carrie okay. Zane.com. Okay. Yes. Perfect. I love the cover. This thing is beautiful. Thank you. Were I, you happy with it? Were you nervous to get it? Um, you know, I actually had somebody design the cover, so I um, uh, licensed this art and this artist, and so I was, I love it. Yeah, it's I, beautiful. Because I. I knew what I wanted, and she oh, really delivered okay. what I wanted. So you literally said, like, I want a girl standing here. I, I literally oh, okay. told her what I kind of wanted and, and how I wanted them to look. Okay. And she did a masterful job she, of creating it. Really and then when I took it to my publisher, a lot of their books are romance books, so they do those kind of composites. Mm-hmm. And I said, please, I would love to use my art. And they were like, we love it. And oh, I'm like, good. Yes. Good, good, good. Because yes. I feel like romantic comedies are kind of this. that It's totally that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, so oftentimes you you know can only give them an idea, and then you worry what's going to come back, and it's your baby, and so you hope you like it. Yes. So this, uh, yes. This, your idea was perfect. Thank you. Sounds like she captured it, too. Yeah, she did. She did a great job. Perfectly. Carrie Zane, CarrieZane.com, MyLoversKeeper.com. You can find it anywhere. It's great. It's sexy. It's fascinating. I highly recommend it. Five stars. So check it out. And thank you so much thank for you. joining us. This was fun. I know. So much fun. Right? I need to write a new book so I can come back. I know. Please do. <laughs> okay. Do it quickly. And you can come to Popcorn Talk when it gets made into a movie. Nice. Yes. I like it. <laughs> so I'm Fern Rone. This is Carrie Zane. This is Book Circle Online. Thank you. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.